Naked Vibe Show. Are you ready to get naked? Welcome to the Naked Vibe Show. I'm Kimberly Kane. This month, I'm doing a series for you that connects to the previous Master Your Energy series. This series is going to be beneficial to you whether you make money or whether you feel like you don't have any money, because the first chakra is about balancing that mindset. If you feel a sense of scarcity, this conversation will help change your perspective so that you can step into the energy of abundance. If you have money, but you don't recognize that the energy of money is not about getting more things, it's about using that energy with good intentions, because that's going to lead you not to being rich, but to being wealthy to being prosperous. And there's a difference. The energy of money is foundational energy, the first energy center in the body. If you're new to the podcast, be sure to go to nakedvibes.com, scroll back and listen to that series on mastering your energy, because it will really shed light on the ways we can build our personal power to live lives that bring us the most joy, fulfillment, and connection to purpose that we possibly can. Conversely, it will help you understand the areas where you're giving your power away and staying small in a self-imposed prison in many instances. I want you to reach for everything that's possible for you, and there's always so much more than we can even imagine. And imagining it is exactly what we need to be doing. And I think that that's what this series will do for you. It will help you imagine it because imagination becomes reality. We manifest what we think about. There's a lot of people with a lot of money who are miserable. And generally what they're lacking is a sense of purpose. And that's what I mean about good intentions. Starting with why. Why do I want to make money? Why do I want wealth? What is it going to ultimately do for me in an eternal sense? And how is it going to serve others? How is this energy going to serve the highest purpose? And I can assure you that serving the highest purpose is not about getting more stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I love high quality stuff. I love to travel in the States and abroad. I love fine dining. I love beautiful fabrics and furniture and art and cool cars being able to do amazing things with my family and friends. So yes, that takes money. Living in abundance raises your vibration to a point that it benefits everyone around you. And ultimately, it benefits our world. What we want is to see everyone thriving. So we do our part and let that ripple out. Giving out of our abundance and also teaching a person to fish because that helps him, that helps her live in abundance as well. There is plenty to go around, but we have to have education, not only about mindset, but also about how to create abundance out of our knowledge, our expertise, the ways that we can help one another and lift each other up. You probably know me primarily as an artist, singer, musician, voice talent, speaker, and author. And you might also know me as an entrepreneur with coaching and digital products I've created. 
and I've been able to generate extra income with those digital products. If you're an artist, coach, or other service provider, and you'd like to know how I've done that, how to add supplemental income, you're going to want to subscribe to the show so you don't miss a single episode over this next month. So I have for you today as my guest, Master First Chakra Teacher, James Wedmore, the eight-figure entrepreneur that you heard in part one last week. I'm actually going to let James introduce himself to you here because he'll do a better job of telling you what he's all about. Hi there, James Wedmore here. I'm host of the Mind Your Business podcast and founder of the rapid growth system for online experts looking to scale their business, business by design. And if you don't know me, I've actually been running an online business for the past 15 years now, and I primarily do that with digital products. And I don't think I need to tell you that digital products are hands down the most profitable and fulfilling business model that exists online. Think about it. What else allows you to take your genius, your wisdom, your expertise, and package it in a way that you build it once and continue to get it into the hands of thousands, reach people all over the world, and start getting paid to make a difference. That's what I've done, and chances are, if you're listening to this, that's what you wanna be doing as well. But let's face it, it's hard. It's super overwhelming, and everyone seems to be teaching that one thing. Like, you have to be doing this to be successful, or this is the answer to get more customers, or this is the platform or tool you need to be on in order to reach more people. But the problem is, business is not whittled down to just one thing. And until you take a holistic approach to running your business, chances are you'll be missing more than one thing. And that's where I come in. This June, I am hosting the first of three live training workshops called The Rise of the Digital CEO. In this training, you're gonna walk through and see behind the curtain of my eight-figure digital product-based business so you can see the exact five gears that run my entire business. Whether you're just starting out or you're struggling to sell your course or you're ready to scale it and take to the next level, you're gonna see what today's most successful digital CEOs are doing differently to attract more clients and customers and sell more of their digital products. To step into the role that your business needs, the role of CEO, head over to the show notes on nakedvibes.com where I have links to a bunch of cool free tools from James that will really help you dial in on creating a business you love and selling what other people already want from you. And even better is the link to the free training that James will be doing starting June 1st called Rise of the Digital CEO. Go and click on that link right now and get signed up for it. You do not want to miss that. I did it last year. I'm going to do it again this year. It's amazing. And along with James's upcoming training, I'll be doing a special live training to help you master your presentation skills so you can enjoy sharing your voice, your expertise, and your wisdom with others. So many people report hating the sound of their voice or seeing themselves on video, but these are powerful skills you need in your arsenal. My voice is on thousands of systems, commercials, and recorded training all over the world. In addition to years of live performance as a singer-songwriter, 
songwriter, opening shows for some of the biggest acts in music, David Bowie, Bonnie Raitt, Sarah McLaughlin, and more. I can help you get comfortable with your presentations. All of this training from James and from me are all building blocks to help you have the confidence and the skills you need to be a successful entrepreneur. Let's get into part two of this money series this month with James Wedmore. Are you hardwired for entrepreneurship? You'll also hear his partner, Jennifer Finley, in this conversation, and we're going to pick up where we left off last time, which is starting with sales and marketing. Naked Vibes. We're going to start with a couple of things. TLC, which stands for? Tender Love and Care. Tender Love and Care. (laughs) (laughs) Or in business, traffic leads conversions. So our business needs traffic leads and conversions. Mm -hmm. If you just like wrote that down, printed that out, put that above your computer at all times, that's the whole business model, folks. Traffic is people to your stuff. Leads is when that traffic raises their hand, takes the next step, gives you some sort of info. There's so many list types today. There's DM lists. There's text message lists. There's remarketing, retargeting lists. There's phone numbers, right? There's actual email. Mm-hmm. There can be a, a full address. There's low ticket buyer leads. There's all kinds of lists today, but the principle stays the same. Traffic to leads and then leads to customers. Not happens in an order. You don't go customer first and then I'll try to get the traffic. It goes in that order. It could happen right. so fast that it feels like you skipped the step but it never skips a step. Mm -hmm. The lead and customer could be in one because it's like a buyer lead. I saw an ad traffic clicked on it, traffic, and then bought something lead and customer in the Mm -hmm. same thing. But it was to maybe buy a second purchase down the road, which would be the second C TLCC. But that is universal. That is how it's always been. That's I'm pretty sure is how it's always going to be. And that it's chronological in that order. So business is simple. Business is simple. And that's where we want to start. Attract your audience which is the T and the L and sell them what they already want. The C Mm -hmm. business is simple. TLC attract your audience and sell them what they want. If you move away from this, then you have complicated business and you are no longer seeing it clearly. How you see business determines what's possible. See business as simple because it is attract my audience sell them what they already want. If your business isn't doing what you want it to do, one or two of those things ain't happening. Either you're not attracting your audience, like you're hiding from them, you're not showing up, or you have an audience, but you're not selling them what they want. Can you unpack that a little bit? Because I feel like the sell your audience what they already want mm-hmm. is where some people go sideways. Oh, some is, yeah, absolutely. That's where most people go sideways. Yeah, so let's unpack that. Yes. So what they already want is what they already want. I'll never get this. Someone said, James, can you teach me how to convince more people to learn how to hula hoop? And I said, that's the wrong approach. I can give you the best influence principles on the planet and I can let you use them on me as long as you're being, you know, ethical and not lying and manipulating, like you're being truthful about them. I'll never hula hoop. What a waste of your time to try to convince me of something I don't want to do. Why not get in front of the people that already want what you got? So the metaphor that I use 
is your marketplace is like a river. And like a river, it has a vector. It has a flow. It goes in a direction. That's why markets change, but they're always going somewhere. They're trying to solve a problem. They're trying to do something. And everyone has desires. Until you die, you have desires. You're not Buddha, enlightened, floating three feet off the ground. You have desires. You want something. And we want what we don't have. So that's your river. And you set up shop either on the bank of the river, downstream where they already are and where they're coming, and that's what they already want. Or you're setting up shop 50 yards inland from the bank. And now you have to use all your efforts to try to divert a trickle of that stream. That's way too much work. So sell them what they already want. Now tell me where you want me to go from that. Let's I understand stay with the hula hoop example. Okay. Like instead of selling people a hula hoop, what would you sell them? Well, what people? Well, the so, product remains the same. So the product is the hula hoop, but so, how would you sell it? So hold on. So we're doing, it's marketing is matching a product to a person. It's matchmaker. So I'm not trying to go around and convince other people to hula hoop. Right. So my messaging isn't like, Hey, entrepreneurs, you should go learn how to hula hoop because you're going to love it. It's going to be great and amazing. And it's going to be like a fun thing in your free time. It's going to be awesome. That's convincing me. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. Now, if I then have an ad or a piece of copy and I say, if you've been trying to hula hoop on your own, but for some reason you feel like you're stuck and you want to get like the pros, I'm going to take my 10 years of hula hooping experience and show you how to be a pro like me without wasting 10 years of your life or something like that. Mm -hmm. Notice the difference just in our copy. Mm-hmm. It's not convincing copy. It's talking to the person that's already doing it. So for me at this point in time, I'm not really trying to convince somebody to start an online business. Like you're here because you already know how valuable and how amazing this business model is. If you like teaching and coaching and helping people, quite frankly, the best business model for that, the most scalable, it's the most profitable. It's the most fun. It's the most fulfilling. So I don't need to convince that. So I'm not going around into like, like a mo- new mom Facebook group. It'd be a, just an overly simplified, exaggerated example. Hey moms, uh, I know, you know, during nap time, you probably have a few extra, you know, minutes on your hands. Would you like to start a business? I know you would love to start a business, right? That's so much more work than to go into the online expert, online coach group, or, you know, run the ads to that group or have keywords for that. It depends on what my traffic source is, T in the LC, and say, If you're looking to take your business to six figures, if you're looking to have your first six figure product launch, we're going to show you how it's done. Notice the difference in just the language, right? I want to talk about marketing for a second because there's something else at play here. How you see business determines what's possible. We must see business as simple. I've said this before and people get the ruffles. No, it's not. And it's like, yeah, because you've made it complicated and you can simplify it again. A lot of people, you want to look at this as well. Why are you making business more complicated than you need to be? Usually it's because you're trying to compensate for something or you're trying to prove something. If I make it more complicated, then it's more harder work. It's more validation. It's more value in some regard. I've watched people overcomplicate their products and their frameworks. And it's like, why are you trying to make this harder than getting a PhD in rocket science? Make it simple, make the business simple, make everything simple. When it's complicated, you won't do it. So it's so important. Let's go to marketing for just a second. Cause there's another thing happening. The first is the distinction between the employee and the entrepreneur consider as we've been pointing out that we are operating our business from the mindset of an employee 
But so much of what we do is marketing, right? Mm -hmm. It's selling, it's messaging, it's positioning, it's branding, it's copy, it's the words we use, it's our ads, it's our emails, it's our social. And just like the employee to entrepreneur distinction, there's another distinction, which is consumer to marketer. Most of us have spent our entire life as a consumer. We are bombarded moment by moment with ads everywhere. You can't escape it. You get in your car, you see the billboards, you hear the radio ads, you go on your phone, you see ads everywhere, TV, boom, 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 even before movies, they're everywhere. And you think they don't know what they're doing? Those ads are built on 120 years of proven principles that are data-driven that work. And they know what they're doing. They know and the amount of research and feedback, et cetera, et cetera, right? So then we have a lot of experience as a consumer. And what we do is we create our marketing. So many people are guilty of this from a consumer mindset. And all of a sudden it's, this is what I would say yes to. This is what I would like. Or it's mm-hmm. the other, I would never look at that. I would never click on that. I would never mm-hmm. read that. I would mm-hmm. never do that. Okay. And there's so many examples and I'm going to get into these examples for a moment, but here's ultimately what's happening when you do this. Marketing is a skill. It's an art. It's a skill and it's based on principles. If we don't know the principles and we haven't practiced the skill, here's what you're creating your marketing based off. You basically, how many of us have had this experience? you mindlessly end up on some checkout page, right? You've probably had this before, Jen, right? Where you're like clicking around, all of a sudden you're on like a web page and you're like, maybe a checkout page. And you're like, if I asked you, how'd you get there? You wouldn't even know what you first clicked on. All of a sudden you're there, right? So we do this half consciously. And you're telling me you mindlessly clicked on things that were mindfully crafted based on skills and data, like the top people in the world but you want to use your consumer mindset to create a marketing plan for you. And that rarely works. I mean, there's always like the random off chance that you got lucky. So let me give some, a ton of examples of where the consumer mindset tries to take over and do your marketing. It has been proven. I don't know how many times over how many years, but in most examples for the majority of the time, longer copy converts higher than shorter form copy. You put more copy on a page, it will do better. Now more, you know, we can unpack that on different episodes because it's not just about more, but it's about what is said in there. So it's context, it's being concise. And there's variety and a sequencing. Yes. And here's another one. The more sophisticated you try to be in your copy and your marketing, the lower it converts. That one always fascinates me. Fourth grade level. Now go watch any presidential debate or speech and look at how they've done this. I mean, the scientists that obsess over this, like I forget what it's called. They're called like packets and they're like word packets and they only say like four words at a time. Yeah. The time is now. Change must occur. I mean, it's like, this is rocket science. You know what I mean? Like it's so simple and it's so basic. And you know, there's all these sites you can go to, to, to test what level your copy is at. Here's another one. I want to create a product for everybody. That's what the consumer says. Like I want to create something for everybody. Oh, that happens all the time when you're working on niches with people, when they say, who's your product for? Well, it's for everyone. It's for everybody. It applies to everything all the time, everywhere, all the time, all the problems to every human on the planet. And it's like, I'm sure it does. 
Well, many things can. Of course. I mean, really. But that's bad marketing. And that's your consumer because your consumer unconsciously said, this is for me. And it must be for everybody and me at the same time. But no, that marketer said, because we know our avatar and it's her right there. And we're going to make it feel like it's just for her. And you're not doing that. So you're approaching your marketing from the consumer, you know, mindset. Here's a great one. People tend to spend more time on design, branding, look and feel than the words they choose. And here's the thing. I'm not, there's been, oh, there's been decades of debate against designers and copywriters and it's hilarious, but you can have bad design or neutral design, like a white blank page with black text, great copy, and you will do well. You can have the best design in the world with the worst copy and there's no way in hell it's doing well. Mm -hmm. There's no way. Right. Okay. So people focus more on, I just want it to look good and feel good and not the copy. And here's the thing is like, you're not a big brand. Here's one is people think that if I raise my price, less people will buy. If I lower my price, more people will will buy. buy. That's bonkers. Just look look even like at cars. We want things that are more money. Yes. We want the more expensive things. We just want them for different reasons. We don't want to spend more money, but we want expensive things. Mm-hmm. And now you get into the whole coaching world and all of a sudden you see the best business coach out there on the planet and he's doing a one day VIP day for you for 150 bucks. You'd be like, what's Must the catch? Must not be that good. Yeah. What's the cat? Yeah. Okay. So price is marketing itself. That's a huge one. I'm just going over a couple of these. Okay. Okay. So let's jump into a few more. I do want to ask you about one that's in the book. Okay, great. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay. So number three, hard wiring in the book is operate from abundance. Always. You are someone that's so good at that. So I was wondering if you could expand a little bit on that one. Yeah. There's a lot in the abundance one. It has a lot to do with, well, actually we're doing a whole two day event for our BBD next level students this upcoming week around money. And this whole concept is like the chunked up version of like what requires its own other book or piece of content or training, which is how to completely reprogram our relationship with money. It's so pervasive. It's everywhere. And most people have a very lack limited relationship with money. So one of the first things I start out with is this idea that we tend to value money more than time. So when you value money more than time, Mm -hmm. you tend to hold on to or white knuckle Mm -hmm. what you have and give away what you don't value. So in the entrepreneurial mindset, you are told money is more important than time. And you can't tell me that's not true because employees give away all of their time for money. And we as successful entrepreneurs have to flip that. So the successful entrepreneur is successful because they value their time more than money. And I'm going to go deeper with this. So when you value your time more than money, you'll find yourself having more of both. So why is it important that we value your time more than money? There's two reasons. Reason number one, as it is obvious, time is finite. Mm -hmm. So the very nature of the finiteness of time produces an inherent value. value. Money 
comes and goes, is abundant, is infinite. The sky's the freaking limit, baby. And you can spend it and make it back. You can go drop 200K on a camper van and I can rent it out and then I can sell it. Right. Right. So I can make that money back. Even just from that, I can even make money off of it. People thought I was nuts when I went and bought all these Airbnbs and now they're all jelly belly in their tummy because of how much they make. So reason number two, reason number two, and this is important time or rather the illusion of time that we are experiencing as linear time is always occurring. We can't stop time in the 3d linear perception of it, it's still going. So that means moment by moment, we are choosing, including this, where to give our time through our energy, our attention, our power. We choose where we give our time. So where you choose to give your time is actually an expression of your own personal value. So if you don't value your time, then what you're saying is you don't value yourself. Successful entrepreneurs value themselves. And we get into that, into the wealth consciousness aspect that it's really freaking close to impossible to make a lot of money when you have a low self-perception of value of yourself. When you don't see yourself as a valuable person. That's why there's a lot of work required from us as entrepreneurs. When you think you're worthless when you think you are not deserving of it, when you're not of value, then how could you ever acquire value through means of money or wealth? So how you spend your time is indicative. It's a massive indicator of how well you see the value of yourself. Because if you just waste your time, I don't think anyone should waste any time. I think time is too precious because you are too precious. We shouldn't be wasting it. If this isn't valuable to you, you should click off. You shouldn't be wasting your time. If you're like, I never want to be an entrepreneur. I just like the sound of Jen's voice. (laughs) I don't think, (laughs) I don't think that's enough for you to stick around. I think you're wasting your time. Now it's very interesting as people go into their whole freaking world here of what I mean by that. Like what? So don't watch movies anymore. It's not a waste of your time. If you consciously choose to say, I want to go watch the new super Mario brother movie with you. That's good. That's not a waste of time, right? So you get to determine what is a waste of time or not. Not me. That's up to you and you alone, really. But I don't waste time. I don't hand my time out like it's not valuable, important. And so the way you fix that first off is you have to see more of your value. And there's a lot in the book and and a lot of, and what I teach about how we have to, well, we have to first fill the mirage void illusion or distortion of us not being valuable. You know, I'm not worthy, not good enough. And all those core beliefs that haunt so many of us and we need to heal that. And then we understand that as each of us accrue time and experience, you are actually investing in your value. It's, it's money in the value bank of who you are. The more mm-hmm. experiences and challenges and upsets that you go through, the more you learn, the more you do every day that you're doing things, not just listening, learning, but applying, integrating and experiencing life and what you do and what you teach. You are creating more value. When people see some of the things I've gone through and they say, how do you go through that? And I said, I mean, it's really easy 
to just see that these experiences I go through, I will be able to help others go through them as well. Mm -hmm. So I will be more valuable to other people. I will be more of service to other people because I can sit there and say, I went through that too. I was interviewed on a podcast recently. I said, I love and I honor how long and how hard I struggled for. And you were a part of that. And it's like, anytime someone comes to me with anything, it's a Rolodex of experiences that I can say, I remember when I was there. I remember when I went through that. Listeners, you're going through that too. So you're acquiring value. It's a very important place. We have to completely flip and transform our relationship. Stop hoarding money and holding on to it like it's the last amount of you have and then giving away your time like you're going to live forever. It's totally freaking backwards. And I see successful entrepreneurs do it all the time. I mean, with friends of some of the like very successful people and they're just like, here's money to go do this for me. Here's the maid. Yeah. Here's the person to pick this up. Here's the private jet. Here's the, this, you know, the private car to drive us here. All those type of things that they can get their time back. They can get their peace of mind back. They value that. And then of course, what's the objection that people are going to say? Well, that's easy for them because they have it. And I'll go, yeah, I would do that too. If I had all the money, it's like, no, silly. That's how they got that is because they changed that first. Most people are living outside in, not inside out. So they're living conditionally. Oh, I'll do all this that James is saying once my business is successful and once I'm making a certain amount of money, that'll never happen. We have to flip it and the changes have to occur inside. I'm not saying live beyond your means. I'm not saying be irresponsible. I would never say any of those things, but I will say that if you're not consciously presently and intentionally valuing your time more than you value your money, you're not going to find yourself with a lot of either of those. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Where else you want to go with that? There's so much more, but gosh, there's a whole world about entrepreneurship and the relationship with, with money. Let's go, let's talk about this one really quick and then we can, we can start to wrap it up. I don't want our our poor listeners are hearing us for just hours and hours. Just dive into the book. So let me talk about this one. This is a big one. This is going to really like... Yeah, don't give it all away. Leave, leave a few nuggets in the book. Don't give it all away. I was practicing guitar right before this. Focusing on making money will keep you broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Focus, uh-huh. Focusing on making money will keep you broke as an entrepreneur. Yeah, so, I agree. So that doesn't make sense though, right? It's like, no, no, no. You get, you get what you focus on and stuff. Well, yes and no, but I said focusing on making money. So if any money making opportunity came across your desk, do you say yes to it? Someone says, Hey, can I take over your Instagram page and spam your feed with some annoying spammy crap for like a hundred bucks? Do you say yes? If someone said, Hey, I'll pay you a thousand bucks to put an ad for my competitor product of what you do on your podcast. Would you say yes? Hey, will you build a landing page for me for $2,000? Hey, will you mow my lawn while you're at it? And I'll pay you another $500. Are we just saying yes to money making opportunities in front of us? Every yes is a no. Every yes is a no. And something I'm very proud of. I, I, this is in hindsight, but there were a lot of things I was doing right. And you saw this. One of the reasons I struggled so long is one of them, but for good reasons is I was saying no to all these money opportunities. Mm-hmm. People say, Hey, will you come work for me? Oh, you seem really smart. Will you just come work for me? Hey, will you do this for me? Will you do this service? Will you do this? Da, 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 da. And I accept saying, Nope, 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 no. And I knew what would have happened if I would have said yes. Every yes to them was a no for my business. 
So when you are in business, what entrepreneurs are actually doing is building a machine. You're building a money machine, not just making money. Employees are what make money. So they can focus on making money. If you want to be a freelancer, whatevs. But if you're an entrepreneur, you're building something. So every time you say yes to just a money-making opportunity, that's time, effort, energy away from your machine. And you are saying yes to build somebody else's machine and no to your own. And so it's a really hard concept, but we have to sit there and say, what is it I'm building? And we have to stay 100% focused and committed on that until it's done. Well said. I'm going to tease one more place in the book that I just love. And that's the hardwiring number five problems or blessing. That section is amazing. Love it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We won't spend too much time on that, but we have to re the problems are inevitable. If you, here's the thing is we're in the business of solving problems. So if problems were eradicated on the planet, you'd have a big problem because you'd have no problems to solve. So you'd be out of business. So we have to like fall in love with problems. Like problems are amazing. Yeah. Problems make the world that, go round. That, like the better you get at creative problem solving in a way that is fun and innovative, the faster your team is going to move, you know, yeah. because I think that's one of the things that I love about our team is if a problem comes up, everyone gets energy goes up instead of down, you know, with the let's come together and solve the problem and you yeah. drive that. So I think that part of the book is really critical for entrepreneurs because it is a skill set that one must cultivate if you want to see a mm -hmm. high level of success that problems begin to be reframed as necessary in business. Yes. And I love the, you know, you can't get rid of problems, but you can get better problems. I love that perspective too. Or your business will grow to the level of problems you're willing to handle. Also reframing failure. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs have a completely different relationship with failure. So there's six big hardwiring distinctions that I share in the book. And then there's like six mini ones that are really important. But the whole concept is really that we have to open the door to start changing how we look at business and how we look at ourselves in the context of business that entrepreneurs think differently. And I want you to start thinking differently about a few things and to consider that if things aren't working, we maybe we've been unwilling to look at something differently. When you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change blank is not that way. That's just how it occurs to you because how you chose to look at it, choose to see it from a different perspective or angle, and you will see something you didn't see before because it is law that every problem, every challenge, every unfortunate experience that occurs for you comes with a solution or an opportunity. That is law. That is fact. There is no exception to that. And it's just up to thee, you, to find that. And that takes a different creative type of thinking. And that's a lot of what the book is about. It's a great read. It's an audiobook as well. There's always a way. It just may come at a cost. And so it's really like, am I willing to pay that cost? Right. That's how I look at things. So anyways, this becomes very important because as we are in a time of a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty, you have to be the person that chooses to see the good, the opportunities and the solutions. And it will actually be easier for those that do, because when a lot of people are in problems, that becomes the problem that you solve. Oh my gosh, is it that simple? Yeah, it really is. You are listening to The Naked Vibe Show.
guys, there's so much good stuff packed into this Are You Hardwired for Entrepreneurship part of the money series with James Wedmore that you can see why I had to break this up into two episodes. It's a lot to digest. I hope that you will go back and listen to part one so that you can get all of that uh, with continuity. And if you're wondering whether you have what it takes to have your own business to live an entrepreneurial lifestyle, listen to this episode again because you'll absorb even more than the first time. And go back to my Master Your Energy series. You'll find all those episodes on nakedvibes.com so you can understand better how your energy flows and how you can harness that energy to live each day at the top of your game. Because living and working as an entrepreneur requires that. It doesn't mean we don't have off days, but what it does mean is that you are the CEO of yourself. You're the CEO of your company, of your endeavors. So you have to live in a mindset that allows you to show up that way. I can give you the tools for learning how to master that energy, how to understand it. And James is so great at teaching how to take it then and move it into boots on the ground strategy. I really appreciate James and Jen for taking the time to record this in their podcast and allowing me to use it so that it can reach more people because they and I want to see you thrive. I want to remind you to go to the show notes on nakedvibes.com and click on the link to get your free hardwired for entrepreneurship ebook from James and click on that link to get into his live training, Rise of the Digital CEO, which starts on June 1st. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's so much fun. You will get so much out of it, more than most paid programs, and it's really not to be missed. If you want to master the energy around money and to really start living with a sense of abundance and creating wealth and a legacy for yourself and your family, go to nakedvibes.com, the show notes right now, and sign up for that. And when you sign up for his courses through me, You're going to get a bonus live training to help you hone your presentation skills so you can really show up powerfully in front of an audience, whether that be on a Zoom call or in an arena full of people. These are skills that if you master them can make a huge difference in your professionalism, your ability to command more money for presentations, your confidence level, your ability to inspire, influence, and lead others. It's a skill that gives back exponentially. So I am excited to do this live training for you in addition to the training that you're going to get from James. I will be telling you more about this over the coming weeks. So get ready for that. It is some powerful stuff. I hope you've enjoyed hearing my mentor, James Wedmore, and First Chakra Energy Master. New perceptions on money and business can be life-changing. When we're serving others with integrity, money and business become a wonderful part of having good relationships with people. Remember to subscribe to The Naked Vibe Show so you don't miss an episode. I'm going to have more amazing things to share from James for a full month because I believe it's so vital to our well-being to have positive conversations about money and wealth building because out of our abundant wealth, We can do so much in the world. 
while also experiencing the joy of creating and sharing from our own wisdom and life lessons. You never know what you may have to share that can be life-changing for another person. I'm excited to be talking with you about money and to have someone I really respect who has walked his own long journey from struggling to having an eight-figure online business. It's really amazing. And we really need teachers who excel in every chakra energy level, if you will, because we don't all come in knowing how to manage every type of energy. So we depend on one another and the sharing of our experiences so that we can learn and grow. Many thanks to James for being on the podcast today. Until next time, love big. You have the freedom to be naked and unashamed about who you truly are. Stand in the truth, love big, and you are aligned with the greatest power in the universe. I'm Kimberly Kane, and this is Naked Vibes. Mm-hmm.